This is SB Nation Radio. SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. We are getting closer to hopefully an announcement from Major League Baseball. The NBA is going to come down with something concrete this week and um, watching lap 281 of 500 in a NASCAR race. This is pretty much our life right now when it comes to sports and waiting for things to come back. We had a huge card last night. Mine was blown up. Now, I don't know about my friend Dave Lagren, who's going to join us here at Lawfee underscore D. He's everywhere in the fantasy and betting world and beyond. You can hear him on Sirius XM Weekends, the awesome, that's A-W-E-S-E-M-O dot com. And Dave's going to hang with me for the first hour, hang with you as well for the first hour. We'll try to get the Twitch stream up. Are you video ready? Are you video friendly for the show tonight? Or should we just keep this thing on audio? Whatever you want to do, brother, I'm here for it. <laughs> well, I don't, you know, I don't know if, if you haven't showered or anything today, and I don't want to put you on the spot. It's a Sunday. You could do whatever the hell you want. Nobody's going to call you out. Ah, that never stopped me before. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So we have this quick segment, and then we'll come back, and we can kind of stretch out a little bit. Did you bet on the UFC event last night? That's the first and, and really only place that I want to start because my parlay got blown up into smithereens. Yeah, I did, and it, it didn't end as well as I would have liked. I, I was I was on Burns uh, in that in that last fight. Woodley coming off of uh, you know coming off of losing his title like fourteen months ago. Burns just absolutely dismantled him for five straight rounds. At no point was that competitive. Uh, so I got some money back there, but uh, a couple ones earlier in the night didn't end the way I wanted to. And you know, honestly, some of the f- Dana White's done an, a superb Amazing, job, of isn't it? Keep, yeah, keeping us occupied and 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 giving us something to to bet on and, and enjoy. But a couple of those fights were underwhelming. It just shows how spoiled we've been with UFC. How good <laughs> the fights have been, even the prelims, man. Well, it didn't feel like it was a huge element, right? As far as like we've seen in the previous cards. It didn't seem like it was this gigantic car that was built up, right? Yeah, no, of course not. And then UFC fifty, uh, UFC fifty should be two fifty. Sorry, should be a lot better, uh, a lot better. And I'm looking very forward to that on the sixth. But until then, you know, we'll just have to wait it out. It was fine though. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. And you had burns, I did not, and that's where we'll go next. My parlay's blown up. Radio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. 
Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, we're going to try and get Dave back on. Not really sure what happened because he was with us for the first segment even in the break. So he's going to try and reconnect right now, and we'll get Dave to hang with us for a minute here, hopefully for the hour, as there were a bunch of things happening last night, and that cut did me in. That was it. As soon as you saw that cut, you knew it was over, and the heavy parlay that I had for the four fights was just disintegrating in front of me. And unfortunately, there was no way around that one because Burns gets it in the decision, but really the cut, I think, prevented a lot. I'm surprised it actually lasted that long. But that's something that is always going to play when, you know, you're trying to get value and you're trying to get something on a bet where you can look around. You're not going to get it. That darn, she's not going to lose that fight. Minus 460, something like that, heading into it. He's not going to lose that. She's not going to lose that fight. All right, Dave, you back with us, brother? Yeah, as long as you can hear me, man, we're good to go. There we go. There we go. Technology, huh? It's amazing how this works. But this is how it should work. You know, we should be able to sit. See, this is it. Like, we're all three of us, Jack included in Houston. We're all in different parts of the country. It's like, you know, you and I aren't too far away from each other physically. But theoretically, you should be able to be in Germany covering a Bundesliga game. And I can be in my house right outside of Philly. And we should be doing the show. You know, yeah, you can give me a better assignment than that, man. I'm not traveling out there for some Bundesliga. Would you? Re- well, I mean, I think <laughs> you're. You could always write off that you're there for Bundesliga, but you find enough. other things to do, right? Yeah, that, that'll work. I'm okay with that. But <laughs> no, yeah, we're we're good. We're back in business. <laughs> All right. So last night, as soon as I saw that cut, I said, "Oh bleep, this is it. Like I'm done." Because I had the I went the four parlay, right? The four fight parlay. And I went the three heaviest favorites, and I locked them up. And then from there, it was all right. Well, let me get one fight where I can get some strong odds, but it'll bring it up enough to where I, I wound up on the four fight parlay. I was at like plus two twenty five, so it wasn't terrible at all. When I put the the problem, of course, is that Woodley lost. It went the decision. I didn't think it would go the decision with the cut happening earlier, but. There we were. You were on the right side of history. I was not. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the few fights that actually worked out for me, right? I mean, (laughs) I think, too, when it comes to parlays, believe it or not, the first show you and I did together uh, where you brought me in as a guest, we discussed this uh, more along the lines of when it comes to betting parlays, I really prefer to just bet big, like heavy favorites. You know, I think it was the Lakers, Sixers, and and Milwaukee Bucks. So really, you can get it to to about even money on teams that are all monster favorites. So I don't have any problem doing that in spots like that. Um, I, I had the the one bet that I felt as the fight started. Man, I felt great about it. Spike Carlisle, yeah. the uh, the Alpha Ginger, he calls himself. Try and beat that nickname. Comes out like a man on fire. And just starts laying it to uh, was it Danny Q? And I'm, I'm thinking, all right, we got this. Because I'm sorry, I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have Spike Carlisle to win. I had him to win in the first round. Wow. Uh, yeah, but you got to take some chances here. And there's a smaller bet, right? But he came out. He had it. Like yeah. I had it by 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 TK, uh, KO TKO or submission, uh, obviously, right? Uh, in the first round, 
and he had a submission chance, but he knocked him down real early. I thought he had it. And then this guy gets up before the bell, walks away, and gets rocked in the side of the head, which was completely fair. I mean, it, was, it wasn't a cheap shot. Well, the fight wasn't the same after that. No, and, and that's crazy how fast, and this is the thing, just looking at it from the outside, I've been caught many a times watching, sh- watching fights while I'm doing a show live right in the evening and not really knowing enough the depths of it and seeing the guy that I have at minus 350 in a headlock thinking, oh, no, this is it. Like, he's cooked, it's over, and I'm yelling and screaming in the second round. Next thing I know, I look up, he's knocked the other guy out in the third round. So you're right as far as that momentum shift, and I've been on the bad end of it countless times and not even known it uh, until it kind of comes around. But he is crazy. I will give you that. Like, I don't necessarily know what this fight does if it continues to build on this platform that he has. Does this continue to grow his brand as the Alpha Ginger? Or do you think that because he lost, it kind of knocks him down a little bit? I I don't Uh, know. That was tough because... The, the judges have the the, the, the judging has been strange recently, and and sometimes it's well, difficult. Jacksonville wasn't it ridiculous? Oh, dude, it was out of control. <laughs> but look, I, I, I've said this to you often. I, I'm not a UFC expert. I, you know, I'm not a mixed martial arts analyst. I just really enjoy it. Um, so it's it's tough at times for me to say, oh, the judges are idiots. But in in, in some cases. That's what you're thinking, right? And and I even go I even go to fact check myself, right? So I'll go on Twitter when I think it's a just wildly absurd uh uh the end to the fight uh scorecard and I'll see like a bunch of pro MMA fighters retired current are agreeing with me and I say, "All right, I'm not that far off base." So, I thought that fight was despite being a unanimous decision. I thought it was more than close enough, and I think Sometimes, as long as you're entertaining, like as long as you come out and you're entertaining, you're probably going to keep getting fights. And that was a hell of an entertaining fight. He yeah. came out there just looking for blood. Yeah, it is. It is. And you're right. That that whole part of it, as far as the no fans and getting the true sound of it, I think that enhances it, right? Clearly from the entertainment value. But when you have somebody like that, and you get to see more of it. And even to say that, you know, crowd, I'm not saying crowds are bad or anything like, you know, take away from anything like that. But when you don't have anything else that's kind of there, even if it's just backup noise and you can focus on the entertainer as well as the fighter, then I think it truly maximizes it. And it's weird because we really haven't had that before. Yeah. And it's I also wonder, I, I also wonder too if, if if you if you looked at, at yesterday's fight, it, it felt like the the cornermen were more quiet than they were in Jacksonville, um, and I I don't know if that has anything to do with the fact that maybe advantages were getting. I, Greg Hardy said that he was listening to the cornermen from his opponent, right? Uh, and, and he was listening to Joe Rogan, right? Uh, you know, broadcasting it and getting information on what to do. You can hear everything. Now, I can't imagine with the cornermen that would make a difference because. I assume that they can hear them just as well uh, with fans in the audience. Otherwise, they wouldn't be screaming. But yeah, there, there has to be some. Not only, not only is it is it you know hearing the bones crack and and everything you know and and, and each punch landed uh, is, is so much more intense, almost surreal with nobody in in the stands. But um, yeah, I, I wonder if there's if there is a different element of skill that these guys are beginning to build. Uh, as we see fight after fight, because nobody's fought more than one fight since we haven't had fans. Yep, 
that's that's the element of it that we haven't seen repeated. But now I'm thinking, if you lay out what Greg Hardy said, and clearly fighters are going to have some sort of advantage now being able to hear, if in fact they can, versus when the place is packed. We know that there aren't going to be fans elsewhere in other sports. Do you Like the NBA, for example, you really think it would matter if you could hear the opposing coach if you've got a big three or a big two, you're going to kick the ass of the other team. You know, Memphis up against the Lakers. Does it really matter if Memphis is listening to everything that L.A.'s talking about because there are no fans in the stadium? But I wonder if there are sports where you could gain an advantage similar to UFC where no fans means you could hear things. Baseball? No. I mean, it's a lot of it is signs, right, anyway. Yeah. We've learned that, right? Yeah, exactly uh, right. <laughs> uh, with, with the UFC, I do think there might be, and again, not an expert, uh, not an authority here, but I do. I, I would think that there's something to that. If you're if you're grappling, uh, and and you can hear every little thing, like if you're telling him, if if you're if he's telling him to to make a certain move, and you can try to put, to to get out of that or slip it or something, maybe. Look. I'm not sure. I know LeBron James doesn't listen to his own coach, so he certainly is not paying attention to what the other coaches are saying. Uh, I, but it, look, there's, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out from basketball to not as much baseball because teams like the Marlins have played in empty stadiums for the past decade and a half, right? So I, I, I don't know how much it plays for, for baseball, but I do think there might be something for the UFC, yeah. Yeah, and and that is, I wonder now, because if you're Joe Rogan and John Anik, you're not going to stop screaming, right? Right. Somebody's in a headlock, getting pounded on the ground, or about to submit. How can you be subdued in your call? It's impossible. Oh, yeah, because it makes, and and another thing, too, when you don't have anybody in the audience, and you're a broadcaster, you're a quote-unquote play-by-play guy, you need to really enunciate everything. You need to be more dramatic, because, like, You're, look, even you look at Buff, look at Bruce Buffer, how much he brings to the ring, even without the fans. It felt, I felt lost without him last night, Aton. That guy comes into the ring with the announcements. You're like, hell yeah, let's go. I'm ready. Yesterday, I was kind of, you know, okay, we have a fight coming up. That's all right. Buffer makes everything different. And I think the broadcasters can do a little bit of that themselves with an empty uh, arena. Yeah, that is something where you would have to almost justify the what the infusion of crowd noise to kind of get around that that right right that nascar you know like what we're watching now golf no it doesn't even matter ufc might be the only sport that's truly impacted that way boxing i guess right would be similar but oh yeah yeah combat sports yeah exactly exactly where you have a corner and you also have a play-by-play but again if in fact you could hear the broadcast. Forget the other team for a second. Just hypothetically, if you could hear the broadcast, do you think it would help in any of the other sports? Do you think if in baseball or, and I guess a lot of it would be retro, like as it's happening, right, where you're at the plate and you could hear the broadcast crew a couple of rows above you because the stadium is empty and the color guy's yelling about how you're hacking away. It's 0-2 in the count, and you're hacking away, and if you only just choked up a little bit and turned your hips, you might get some contact on the ball. Do you think that would even help? Baseball's an interesting concept because I think it might actually – I think it could possibly hurt them more because it's so cerebral. So you're at the plate or you're on the mound – 
and you hear the broadcaster saying, you know, he, he keeps swinging at these 12-6 curveballs uh, in the dirt. You know, he's Ryan Howarding them and, and, and making it real. And, 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 he's, and he's not letting off. So then he hears that and he says, okay, I can't swing at that pitch anymore. And then he gets a fastball 93 miles per hour straight down the middle, you know, gets a meatball and, and misses it because he's so worried about not swinging. I feel like they might get in their heads more in a situation like that. It Maybe not. But with UFC, there's definitely something where they say, listen, he's really got to cover up those leg kicks or are really hurting him or you know he's 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 missing this he's he's opening up and he's 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 allowing that left hook to come in and catch him clean if he's hearing that stuff maybe you could translate that to baseball where they say okay i've i've but i would say it's like second or third time against the pitcher right so the first time you hear it right. and it's like okay i i clearly i i clearly bid on that uh and then swung low on the high heat two times in a row struck me out boom but Maybe you come up with, with a different set of discipline the next time up. It's possible. I don't think basketball or hockey no. or anything could, could – you know, it's way too fluid. Yes, exactly. Hockey would be – wouldn't even matter no. at that point, right? I, mean, I play hockey every week in an empty stadium, and I can assure <laughs> you – I can assure you it meets no difference whatsoever. All right, Dave Lockman's hanging out. Sirius XM Fantasy, awesomeo.com as well, at Lawfee underscore D. We'll be back. Some other things, including I have a question. Something happened to me today, and it was it, it regards sports etiquette. So I figure you cover everything on your shows. I'm sure sports etiquette at some point has come up. We'll hit on that. Again, at Shander Show for me, it's SB Nation Radio. This is SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander. All right, hanging out with Dave Lagren at Lofty underscore D at Shander Show for me. So when's the last time, because I know that we are up here in the Northeast, Philadelphia, the greater Philly area for both of us. When's the last time that you went out golfing? Because that's one thing that has been available to us. I know hockey. Have you been playing hockey? Have you been able to play any of any games at all due to this whole shutdown and stay-at-home order? Nope. No hockey at all. It got canceled maybe the week after uh, or postponed the week after uh, the Rudy Gobert decided ah, to okay. you know, sacrifice us all. <laughs> Yeah, yes. so I, I've told you before, I stink at golf, man. I just actually started playing during the quarantine, went to some closed courses, not courses that were closed and I snuck in, but courses that aren't open anymore, and I was just trying to teach myself how to play. Uh, and, you know, not very good. So it's been a little while, but I'm trying to get into it. All of my friends golf. Everybody I know golfs. I'm the only loser that doesn't and isn't any good at it. And then I go out there and I try to golf. And I hate when I'm not good at things, Aton. Yeah. Right? So then yeah. I just get more pissed off. But, Sounds uh, like me. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. Especially when usually I can pick stuff up. This is not very easy. So no. I've been doing some stuff on the side. I haven't been telling anybody. Right? I'm telling everybody now. And lessons? And- no, 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 no. Just going out there by myself. Got a big field behind the house. Real, uh, real nicely grouped, real shortcut grass. And just uh, watch, some, watch some YouTube videos and, and try and, try and self teach myself. But it's not easy. Well, okay. See, here's the thing I did that all week. Right, I, I played yesterday myself, my fiance, with a couple at, at the club we're at, 
And then today I played again with my fiance. And all week, like I walked nine every morning, 9 a.m. I'm out there. I went to the range for 35 minutes before Saturday. And I'm watching YouTube videos like you're watching YouTube videos, right? And I go out there on Saturday and it was like I didn't even play all week. Oh, it's the worst. I got so upset about that, too, man. I spent all this time. I said, I, I think, ne- never in my head did I say, I think I got it. But in my head, I said, okay, I think I fixed this. This looks better. Swing looks better. Everything evaporated. The moment I stepped on to the, to the golf course, everything was gone. And then I think to myself, maybe I just need to not practice ever and come out. there. Like, my, I, the first time I went, I was driving balls. Beautiful. Just beautiful, straight down the fairway. Everyone said, oh, you're a natural. I said, no, I'm lucky. And then I start working on it and practicing, and I got worse. So you added things. See, Okay, I didn't do anything, and I got worse. I was hitting the ball. The best round I ever played was the day in which the golf courses were shut down by the governor here. And ever since then, I come back, I have this hard slice in the drives. I, I was putting the ball straight like you, off the tee and everything. Now, all of a sudden, I can't go straight at all. Two straight rounds. I just played 36 holes, Dave. And <laughs> I think three or four drives actually didn't just cut hard, like slice hard, right? So you're screwed. Now, here's one thing that I'll bring up. Because you and I sound like we're in the same range, right? We're probably shooting the triple digits, something yeah. like that. Yeah, uh, I mean, you're, you're better than I am because I've re- legitimately just started I, I golfing. I don't think I'm that much better, trust okay. me. <laughs> I, 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 okay, both of us, let's just say, hypothetically, we shoot 108, right? Okay. Here's the thing. Neither one of us, and I can tell just because of, of how you are and, and working with you and just talking with you, neither one of us are going to slow up the group. Like, we're not going to be there and just deliberately take time, especially if, you know, we're on our sixth shot and, you know, and you're 180 yards out or something right. like that. And I and today it was so bad. We were behind this threesome that was behind a foursome. And I kid you not, there was nobody on the next hole. And these guys were just taking their time, talking on the tee box. It was jammed up on everyone. Now, Everybody's paying and everything, so you can't really say anything. But just in my head, I'm like, don't you have a clock? Don't you have some sort sure. of internal clock that's like, guys, you know, we've been BSing here on the tee box for 10 minutes. Nobody's even in front of us. Maybe somebody should tee off. I, I don't know if you ever play poker, but uh, it's, it's another one of those things. Even with online poker, they wait till their timer goes all the way down and then into their time bank every single time. Every single time it comes to them, uh, or you go in a casino and these people take so long, you got to end up calling time on them. They're not doing it for any other reason out of they have no consideration for other people's time. So I hear you. It's annoying. And quite frankly, one of the biggest issues I have is I never want to be the guy that goes out with a bunch of people and slows the group up. Nope. It's like a, it's like a, a, a fear of mine. You know, right. I don't want to be that guy. No, exactly. It's always on my mind. Always. Like, yeah. To the point and then it makes you shoot worse. <laughs> yes, it does. Play worse. You probably pick up more often, too. Sure. You're probably lying three, right? You could still get a five on a par four, but it's like, nah, screw this. I'm out. I'm in the trap. Nah, I'm out of here. I'm, I'm not. I'll pick up just so you can keep pace. It's just something in my head and my body, and I know that it's not just being impatient. It's like you said, where you don't want to be that person in the group. And I've never been in a group that's slow. Not to say, because, again, I'm shooting in the triple digits, 
but I've never been in a group like that where I would probably feel, wouldn't you? You would know if you were playing so slow. Let's say it's two strangers and somebody you know, right? Your wife and somebody you know or something like that. Your buddy and me and somebody we know. Wouldn't you, like, feel awkward playing that slow? Yeah. Like, I, I, I <laughs> it would, would drive me nuts. I, I wouldn't only feel awkward. I have choice words that we can't use on radio to explain how I'd feel. <laughs> yeah, this but... isn't serious, all right? You're going to have to restrain yourself a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I can't say it on serious either. We're really? considered a family, fr- family-friendly family station on uh, uh Yes, on okay. Serious, on okay. fan- is the great Matt fantasy. Deutsch still running that station? He certainly is. All right. So that really I, like I, Matt. I, yes, as do I. And I used to work down there and up there technically. And Matt's a great PD, so I would not want to get you in any trouble there. Although no, I used no, to no, work, no. When I was on Mad Dog, it was a little bit of a different protocol there. You oh, absolutely. Pretty- <laughs> yeah, Barstool Sports is not exactly serious XM Fantasy. This is SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander. All right, Dave, we got a bunch of things happening in the near future. It looks like the NBA is coming back. The NHL is going to test players daily for COVID 19 once games resume. They say if, but really once games resume. And. It looks as if we're going to see the NBA be back in some capacity, similar right around the time in which the NHL is going to drop the puck. It looks like the end of July, early August, first week of August for both sports right now. NBA looks like July 31st. That came the other day from Silver, but we also know that Everything with the entire, really with the entire NHL and their plan, them coming back as well. Dave, you with us still? All right, I don't know what happened, but we'll try to get Dave. Yeah, he says, um, am, am I not yeah, up? No, yeah, I've been here. We'll see. We'll get Can't Dave. hear Aton, though. One thing we'll have to talk about, too, is the latest, most disappointing piece of news around the globe. Nope. Where the Yellowstone... National Park, the actual geyser, the one that, you know, the big one, the one that in 20, I think it's the movie 2020 with John Cusack. Just you, man. Started the whole damn thing, which basically ended the world. I did not see that movie. I don't know how the hell they got out, but we all need to rewatch that. I saw it on Twitter the other day, and now it's just. Really difficult to kind of go yep. through and find everything. Dave, you're with us, right? Yep. Did you see that story? The Which super, one? Okay. So I know that we have seen everything from the pandemic to protests to riots, and the country is really on edge right now. But to make matters multiple times worse, the super volcano. Oh, yeah. That Fantastic can wipe out stuff. The U.S. and kill billions may be overdue for an eruption. Yeah. Now, are there it, it, futures on that? Is, yeah. <laughs> is that the one? Uh, I didn't see I didn't see this story. I saw a headline. Uh, is that the one under the National Park? Yellowstone. Yes. The yeah. Super volcano in Yellowstone could so, use an ultra catastrophe warns an extinction events writer. 
Man, I think this is all just to keep us scared. Because you think so? Okay. I watched a documentary on that supervolcano under Yellowstone 10 years ago. Okay. And they were saying it was due. I, I know it's been, what is it, like 200,000 years or something? A little longer, 640. 640. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a yeah, decade been since a I've watched time. it. <laughs> but I can assure you that this thing's been supposed to erupt forever. Uh, listen, is it possible? Sure. Uh has it been 640 years and they're trying to find some 40,000 years? 640, that's, I'm sorry, that's what yeah. I meant. That's what yeah, I meant. Yeah, yeah. 640,000 years and they're trying to find some window as to when this is going to happen. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I, the last thing I'm worried about is something that happened 640,000 years ago might erupt. If it does, it does. I'm done. It's been fun. I've had a great ride. Sure. But there is no chance that is going to keep me awake at night. We, I got plenty of other issues to deal with, man. Fair enough. And you and I both, as well as a ton of people in this country right now, I'm thinking the first thing I thought of, though, was that movie 2020. Did you see that? No, I didn't. All right. So remember, John Cusack, I think, was in that movie. And 2020 was – oh, 2012. Jack, thank you, man. Here I am saying Oh, I saw 2012, yes. yes. Jack, thank you, man. <laughs> like, I remember Cusack. Yeah, I, I remember that. <laughs> right. You saw 2012. Yes. Now, that was supposed to be the end of the year because the Mayans on their calendar predicted that the year would stop the equivalent of 2012 in the Roman calendar. Now, I did not see 2012, but how the hell did they survive it? Because if, in fact, this thing blows, we're going to need to find out some method or some mechanism. What, do they get a plane or something? They they landed up in the – somewhere up in Tibet? I mean, how the hell did they get out of that thing? Do you remember? I, I don't remember how they got out, but if, if my memory serves me correctly, and I'm sure it doesn't, it, it didn't – wasn't there some some something about the Mayan calendar? Uh, it stopped there, but they like ran out of space. Like they they weren't actually predicting the end of the world. It just so happened that I I, I we'll have to look that up. Maybe during the break. Wait a second. Are you telling me that the Mayans ran out of printer paper? I think <laughs> they set out to print an eighty-page document. They didn't even go and check the whole thing first. The tray. I think exactly. they ran out of rock. They might have ran out of rock. It's very possible. Jeez. <laughs> Look, I had no I, idea. I knew that they were gone. They pretty much evaporated. There are multiple theories into that. But I just thought that was it. Like they were said, all right, we're done. We're out of here. And the last thing, maybe that was it. The last day that they were taking notes happened to be 2012. And then whatever caused them to get out or leave or force them out, they didn't have time to continue to add on it. Yeah. It could have been, it could have been that or, or it was – that it wasn't actually 2012 that was the predicted date. All I remember is there was some faulty mathematics that may have been thrown around there yeah, okay. having us believe that 2012 was the end. Okay. Look, we got through we got through the year 2000, right? We we, we got through Y2K. 2012. Yeah, we got yeah. through Y2K. We got through 2012. Um I think we can make it a little bit longer. Let's hope we can get through 2020. Exactly. 2020 has been the most difficult so far. I my thought goodness. to myself, I wish I was those astronauts right now in Well, SpaceX. that was my tweet. Get the See? hell out of here. That's exactly what I tweeted on this story. Did you? Yeah, I, I saw this story last night, and I said, those dudes got on that bleeping rocket just in time. I mean, Absolutely. think about it. And then I see that Elon Musk grabbed five guys' burgers after the space launch pro postponement. I thought the story initially when I read it, the headline, I thought he sent the guys up with five guys. 
That would have been a really cool thing to do. I, I wouldn't need gourmet. Have you had Five Guys Burgers? Oh, my goodness. Fantastic. I feel like you have to if you live in this area, right? Yeah. Wildly overpriced for, for a cheeseburger, but worth every single bit. Uh, just, uh, yeah, if, if you set me up in space with some Five Guys, I don't think that works. I guess it would for the first day, right? But um, Yeah, there's no refrigeration or anything up there. Yeah, that. that's not going to work. Uh, or microwave, I don't think. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't see that, but... The whole thing was was spectacular, man. The whole thing was just amazing. What? Oh, the space launch. See, yeah. I I saw that it got postponed, and it then did. forgot that it was still going to go. Oh, so you I missed, missed it. it. Yeah. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Through. I, I went downstairs, put on the surround sound, and cranked it. And let it rock. It was. It was pretty cool. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Wait a second. I didn't realize that there's this, this much entertainment value. In a rocket launch, is there any betting? Can you bet on anything outside of the obvious, like they like don't launch, what? like yeah, failure exactly. to launch, exactly, <laughs> failure to launch, or something a little bit worse? Well, yeah, I uh, mean, look, I'm not trying to go down that road, but I'm just saying, like, is there anything? What outside of the sound? Is it just rocket goes up in the air? How long do they follow this thing? Oh, for a while, the NASA feed kept it on all the way until they docked at the. Uh, at the, at the International Space Station today. It's probably still on because they always have some type of feed. But, yeah, they, they kept the feed on for their 19-hour trip. I think what made it cool is it's the first time they've done anything like this for, for I think, nine years. Um, and, you know, like the whole American exceptionalism thing. We're getting back up into space. We're right. making this happen. But the sound of it is incredible. This thing's traveling at 16,000 miles per hour at one point. might have even been faster, you know. Hundred miles off off of the Earth. There's there's something there's something very surreal about it. Something you don't get to see every day. But I'm all about the just crank up the sound. I didn't and, realize and that there was so much value there. It might not be to you. No, I, no. I, now I'm going to check it out. I'm going oh, go to go back and watch it on replay. Throw your AirPods in or something, or or, or put some surrounds because you need to have that full. You need to be immersed uh, in, in the experience. You know, you can't just watch it with the sound off. Did you watch Elon Musk shoot that car, the Tesla, up yeah. in space? Okay, yeah. so I watched that. That but guy's that's full not, of entertainment. That was pretty entertaining. I will say that. Just to I see the it, car up there. May, I don't think you'd really, other than, you know, as you said, the obvious, will it blow up in, in the middle of the, in, of the air in, in Florida? Other than that, uh, I don't know if you could have any betting because everything has to be so precise, like down to the very exact second that they can launch. So... I don't think I don't know what else you could bet on because everything has to be like just perfectly exact and precise. Yeah, that's the thing is you would really like you would almost be time. Right. I wonder if there was a bet on time. How long did it take the over under on how long it would take for them to leave the ground and dock? On the space station, or is that something that is automatic? They give us that, oh, right? Exactly. Yeah, they give us that flight plan and everything, right? And there's not a lot of weather systems up in space, right? So right. They, you know, they're, <laughs> they're they're not emergency landing in in Wisconsin because of a bad thunderstorm. That is a good point. You're right. There isn't really much to divert your flight plan by any means. So right. you're, there isn't anything you could bet on. I don't think all. there is. I mean, there's really. Let's be honest. There's just a yes and a no. Will it the go yes, or not? Yeah. Yeah. The yes would probably be like minus 10,000 still, I would think. I, I would think it would still really heavy favorite on successful launch. Yeah. 
I would imagine, especially after the delay. Right. Maybe that would be it as far as will it go off or not in the rain, knowing, of course, that the rain is a pretty big deterrent, right? Oh, yeah. They said something like 60. Don't quote me on it. I remember listening yesterday that 60 plus plus launches are, are delayed or postponed. Is that right? We have 60 launches a year? Well, I'm assuming... I'm assuming all of the unmanned ships. You know, I think we send a lot of unmanned stuff up there. Got it. Okay. Okay. But, that's that's probably the difference, right? Yeah. I, again, much like UFC, not an authority on uh, on space and and NASA, but it is fascinating for sure. Me neither. But I think you've just enlightened a lot of people out there who probably didn't realize that watching the rocket launch actually provides some entertainment. Look, it's what else are you going to do? Watch Kyle Busch. And Denny Hamlin go back and forth, neck and neck here. 75 right. laps to go. I couldn't tell you what the hell's going on in this race. And, and a matter of fact, uh, what was it? was a 3.30 to – yeah. So uh, th- these – oh, by the way, let me ask you something. Have, yes. they, have, they, been in, have they been enjoyable, these, the, these races? Have they been good? Is it strange without anyone in the audience? I haven't really watched much of them. Not a big NASCAR guy. Well, here's the thing. I'm watching right now, and it's very rare – that you get a glimpse of more than like a couple of rows empty, right? They're focusing on Kyle Busch's car. He's the 18 right now, and he's going around and around. And the camera angle is so thin on him that you barely get anything. Like, you see every now and again the front rows, maybe the first five or – and then the, the POV, right, from behind the wheel. Yeah. So that's kind of, but even still, they're going so fast that the only reason why you're putting it together is because you know in your head there aren't any fans there. I'll tell you what's bizarre to me is watching German soccer with the crowd noise pumped in. That is, you know, it's funny you say that. I had somebody tweet me and ask me uh, if they were pumping in crowd noise because it sounded like they were. Uh, I remember when the Atlanta Falcons got in trouble for doing that. But that was just to make it even louder. Do you remember that when the Atlanta Falcons got busted yep. for pumping yep. crowd noise in? Absolutely, yeah. And everybody believes that Seattle does it. There, there are people that believe. And yeah, when the Falcons got busted, it was almost put out there. I think a couple of people, probably at the behest of the Falcons themselves, putting these theories out there, like, "Oh no, every stadium does it to some extent, and right. every stadium." It's like, come on, man, are you kidding me? You're trying but- to amplify the fact that nobody's there. Right, and they've done. They had sex dolls and Korean uh, Korean soccer. I saw that. Yep. And uh, those things. Matt, you know what? Another time. I, well, I, no, <laughs> we, we talked about that at length, and and I'll say this: Did you see the guy that stepped in and paid the fine for the team? Really? Yes. Did they let him keep one. I Matt, I think that what he did is he bought them. He might have bought them all up, oh and in God. turn paid the fine as well. Yeah. He's single, right? I think so. I think so. Or Good he man. knows a lot of single men. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's He's got a racket when it comes to knowing a bunch of single men. <laughs> or he's a cheater. <laughs> that could be it, too. You never know at this point. All right, Dave, to hang out for the final segment here. We'll wrap the hour next on SB Nation Radio. This is SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander. All right, Dave, we got about a couple minutes here. NBA, as we mentioned, NBA and NHL is really going to return at the same time. 
end of August, or pardon me, end of July, right? Early August, it looks like. Yeah. Really looking forward to it as well. I, I know. Both, there, yeah. A lot of wet blankets out here. You, know, it's, you can't do it. You can't do it. They could figure it out. I mean, look, Oh, I, I have no doubt. I, I See, are we still at that point where you think people are doubting the return oh, of yeah. these sports? Even though the NBA Board of Governors or whatever it was were supposed to, you know, the word was that they were going to basically sign off and approve Adam Silver's uh, plan and his proposal. It's it's a really strange dynamic. I don't know. I feel like pe- some people just don't want it to happen because they don't want it. To, I, I don't. I have trouble even understanding it at this point. Um, you know, I, people. I had people telling me as I did shows, we won't get sports again in 2020. And this is you know right around when it happened, maybe April. I said we're going to get sports. There's no doubt. We probably won't have anyone in the, in the stands. We might, but we're definitely going to get sports. And now you're finding out that, that Governor Abbott of Texas is saying throw 25. Yeah. Uh, and I, I and listen, not even getting into whether you agree with it or not. It seems like now people are just against each other. Uh, whether you agree with something or you don't, right, you can't right. just have your own opinions. Uh, so I don't. I'm not getting into that, but. I someone said that uh, a high-ranking official for Major League Baseball said they think there's going to be 70% of teams that have fans in attendance yep. at some point this season. Honestly, brother, as we're winding down here, and it was a blast, this hour flew by, but I have no doubt in my mind that we'll see 75% at least capacity NFL, state, NFL games. Love NFL it. Games. Okay, I'm with you on that for By sure. By the time it hits the NFL, bro, I'd be shocked if they're not full. I know, and I'm all about it. <laughs> At Lofty underscore D is how you can follow Dave. Sirius XM Fantasy, awesomeo.com. Thanks, brother. This is SB Nation Radio. SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios, here's Aton Shander. We head into this third hour waiting and waiting as we get closer. Four hours away from the highly anticipated main event, Woodley versus Burns. You're going to have a couple of fights ahead of time. Thanks to Drake Riggs, who joined us in the second hour, as he gave us a nice little walkthrough on what to expect, including that Carlisle fight. That's the fight before the fight before the it's been a fun night so far watching along but i'll say this now i see another tweet on here kyle marley tweets out nine-time DraftKings qualifier mma handicapper for mma odds breaker cbs sports sports line and beyond at big marley three if hannah cypher submits mckenzie dern tonight kyle is going to give everyone who retweets that tweet Free bets next card. So, I don't know. Does quote tweeting count as... It does. At least analytics, when it comes to Twitter's data, it does. So, absolutely, yes. That should count as a retweet. So, if, in fact, this is like hedging my bet. Man, I don't know what it is. I'm trying to stay positive. Maybe it's just because of the day that I had today, walking 18 where it was probably the most forgettable experience I've had since the previous time I was out there, which was the most forgettable experience I've had. I don't know what it is. It's a cloud that's carrying over. You see what happens, Belmer? If I don't play well, it's a cloud of negativity that carries over and permeates throughout the show. I wish I had fun stuff to talk about tonight. I wish I had light stuff. But instead, it's just me looking at it with a 
scour on my face. Well, you no, got you got to be able to move on to the next play without thinking I, about it. I can't because I right, tell you why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. In the NFL, every other sport, you can have a fast memory. You can have what do they call it? You have to have a not fast memory, quick memory. What do they call it? Something memory, where you just can't. You have to forget things fast. Yeah, I, you, I can't remember what it is. You can't but... do that in golf because. It might take if you're playing with three other people and you miss a shot, it might take you ten minutes, fifteen minutes before you swing the club again. Good luck not thinking about that bad shot you just hit. It's not like the basketball game you're playing with your buddies. Give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the ball. Can't do that. This is SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios, here's Aton Shander. All right, so one thing we didn't bring up regarding the zooming into games was a component of that broadcast that can be added in. And I recognize that we're going to have to offer some sort of pay-per-view level broadcast. I do. Or at the very least, a secondary broadcast. Didn't we just have this? First off, the last dance had that where you could see the PG version, all the stuff bleeped out. Or you could hear Jordan curse and everybody else cursing in that. So I don't think we're far away from that at all. To be honest with you, we're heading in the direction where you're probably going to have two different broadcasts of the same game. One that's going to be, even if it's a Disney Plus or some sort of pay-per-view event, is going to have more. It's going to have language. It's just going to have, depending on the nature of what you're actually watching, it's going to be separate from the kids' version. Right down to, I forget who it is, maybe it's CBS Sports, having a kids' broadcast for one of the NFL, maybe it's like Thursday night or preseason. I don't know. It's something back burner and all of this. But I do remember that there's going to be some kids broadcast or some sort of broadcast play-by-play that's geared towards kids by kids. This is different. This is the opposite. What Deshaun wants to do, and I love it, and it's the first time that I've heard this right now, is... Try and find a way to mic every single player up and have that as part of the broadcast to where if you're in the NFL, and it can be anything, linemen going back and forth, it can be a wide receiver versus a cornerback, it can be a running back and a linebacker. Think about all of the possibilities you have right now. If every single player is mic'd up, you've got 22 players on the field and they all have individual mics. And now from the broadcast standpoint, when you do a replay and you replay a huge pass or you replay a huge hit or a turnover or even a pile, whatever it is, you now not only have specific video, but you also have the accompanying audio. Can you imagine? Just look at an obvious one. Okay. You've got fill-in-the-blank wide receiver. I was going to throw you a bone down there and say DeAndre Hopkins, but I can't really do that anymore. Sure as hell, I'm not going to do it to anybody here in Philadelphia. It's not going to be Alshon Jeffrey or even Deshaun. 
Deshaun, I can't count on being healthy for 15 of the games that they'll play with this new thing. Michael Thomas, whoever it is, DeAndre Hopkins now in his new home. One-on-one with any cornerback that you want to put up. Doesn't matter who it is. You can go 1-1 or you can go mismatch. Mouse in the house. Mouse in the house. They messed up over here. Something's wrong with their coverage. They've got a dime back now on Michael Thomas one-on-one. Something happened. Something broke down. Either of those scenarios are going to be gold. And I'm just throwing Michael Thomas out there, Hopkins. Take whatever trash-talking wide receiver, running back, linebacker, tight end. It doesn't matter if it's George Kittle or Michael Thomas. But I want to hear. I just don't want to see and settle for that now. I want to hear it. And I'll pay four ninety nine a game. And I'll watch these R-rated football games. NBA. We haven't even finished the examples in the NFL, and already you can think of it. What about baseball, the sport that needs everything to come back right now just to stay afloat? How about you mic the umpire up behind home plate as well? All three of them are um, are mic'd. You've got the ump, the catcher, and the hitter. That's a conversation I would like to hear. All of these conversations in sports that you would love to hear. I tell you, the one group of people who are probably going to hate it more, not everyone in the group, but more so than anyone else in the NFL, would probably be linemen. Because you can't get caught on camera or really film, in this case, audio film, meaning like the video playing back with the people talking. You can't get caught on that. All right, man, we're going to take this play off. You know, I'm not going to do anything. You're not going to do anything. Quick hit, pop, that's it. Don't be bouncing off me trying to make a play now. I'm going to take this play off. When you need it, we'll go back. I'll reciprocate. You can't have that conversation when you know you're mic'd up. Hell, you can't have that conversation when the guy next to you is mic'd up. It might pick it up. Quarterback's mic'd up. The center's like, oh, man. Screw that noise. Now I have to work tonight. I got to play every single down. It's a lot easier. Nobody's going to pick that up on film. Hey, man, what what happened there? You barely moved. Because the other guy barely moved. Man, quick pop. I had him. I stuck with Oh, okay, okay. You barely move, and that guy comes flying at you, and then on top of that, you get picked up with a hot mic. Hey, man, we're going to take this play off. It's not going to be a good look. But all of the miscommunication, all of the great communications, again, you go back, it's Michael Thomas in a mismatch. Mouse in the house, he's calling for the ball. Drew Brees or Hill drops back. Thomas is talking to I'm. I got you, got you. Like, think about everything that you would hear. Linebacker. Coming around the corner, about to make a big hit, eyes up a running back, tight end or receiver coming across the middle, whatever it is, eyes up a big hit, starts talking ahead of time. Here we go. Here we go. Then the running back runs over the linebacker and starts talking back. Everything that you see, right down to fights. It's an R-rated program. I'll pay four ninety nine for this. By the way, the Rodriguez-Green fight is underway, and this is the first of four for Shander tonight on the four-fight parlay. In case you missed the interview with Drake Riggs in the second hour, we put together me based off his analysis. He's not to blame, so blame me because I'm the one who actually made the bet. We took Rodriguez at minus 330 over Green. This is live right now. We took 
Dern at minus 460 over Cyphers, and Roberts minus 360 over Weaver. Of course, those three not getting you great odds even in a parlay, so we had to add a fourth fight. We went heavy, uh, we went main event, and that's Woodley Burns. And I took Woodley at minus 172. I didn't have the guts to pull the trigger on Burns. Now, I've learned my lesson doing live play-by-play. I'll never be confused for John Anik, that's for sure. Because I have no freaking clue what's happening in these fights to the level of me trying to break it down live on the air. Even if I took a day and broke down the film, I don't know if I could come back tomorrow. Like, I have a better chance of breaking down uncut gems than I do any of these fights. But with that said, there are some interesting turns here. Especially when you see a heavy favorite all of a sudden, <laughs> just in a headlock. All of a sudden, you see your minus 330 favorite wrapped up. The guy's plus 280. He's got his arm around his head. Not good. Now, one thing we haven't been able to really bring you because this is something that you can only really get, and it goes back to the Deshaun Jackson idea. That's what we're going to coin it, but. These guys don't really have, every now and again you see trash talking and stuff. They talk, they have enough, but they're in such fantastic shape that they can talk. Boxing as well. Now you have the ability. We just saw it with the match where these guys are mic'd up. You know what? Mic up. Everybody that makes the cut, mic them up. I want to see what happens to a guy who's eighth on the leaderboard coming into moving day and winds up last. That's compelling television to me. Watching a golfer explode on the course and hearing what he's saying. Watching somebody hit a shot, 280, sticking it, approach shot right there on a par five. Anything really, really good, anything really, really bad, even the nuance is going to provide some level of entertainment if everybody is mic'd up, and that's part of the broadcast. Deshaun kept it really simple with the NFL and said, all right, we're going to keep this to where you can now hear people trash-talking out there, talking back and forth might be friendly conversation. It might be trash talk. Maybe Tom Brady has something he's saying to people on the other side. Maybe everybody's running the mouth at Brady. Big hit on a quarterback. You know people are going to say something. A big touchdown. Quarterback throws the ball 50, 60 yards in the air for a big bomb after he gets put on his back in the second quarter. Probably going to say something. All of these scenarios play out. All of them. Do you think, though, that the players would actually go for this? Because, I mean, for me, listening to that kind of stuff on the field might change your opinion on the player based on what's said and that we never get to hear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So as a player, do you really want that to be for the fans to hear? I think if you know that you're going into it with an R-rated event right like it's going to be broadcast on disney plus you're going to pay uh, 4.99 for an r-rated version of a game five dollars times 16 you could watch your team play like this all year I i think yes you are going to well here's the thing you're going to have to if you're worried about public perception and if you're worried about anything sponsorships guys might be worried about that right that's that's another part of it yeah I think that you're going to have to curb it a little bit to the point in which you have to be cognizant of what you're saying. You may not care. I mean, there are probably plenty of people out there 
that will sponsor a bad boy and put a bad boy or, or you know, trash talker or some whatever phrase you want to throw out there. Oh, man, we didn't realize that this guy had so much personality. He never says a word. He's under his helmet the whole time. He barely even talks to the media. Meanwhile, he's out there running his mouth nonstop. See, I, I don't know. I, I think that it's all dependent on the player itself. And, I mean, my goodness, John, you've got how many players in the league, right? You've 53 times 32. I mean, it's ridiculous when you look at all of the players that would have to vote on something like this. I can't tell you. I don't think anybody could tell you definitively how the NFL would vote, meaning you could be right, you could be wrong. It's it's one of those things where there are so many bodies involved in this thing that have to vote that it's going to be difficult ahead of time to say what would happen. I do think, though, look, look at Deshaun Jackson, okay? Deshaun Jackson is the guy who proposed this idea. Deshaun Jackson runs his mouth nonstop, doesn't stop talking. He clearly, now he's got endorsements and stuff. He clearly doesn't care to the level of impacting public perception. In fact, he looked at it like enhancement of the product and of the broadcast. So as much as you're right, John, in one area where there are going to be people who are now concerned that a sponsor or a parent might hear him drop an F-bomb, there are probably people looking to expand their brand in a similar fashion. So it's crazy because there might be people voting, yes, I want this, just so it could show a different part. Remember, the NFL, you don't get to see them, right? Everybody's under their uniforms, their helmet, and it's a constant battle to be seen, unlike the complete polar opposite would be the NBA, where you're in a jersey and shorts, and everything you do is under such scrutiny because we can see you and we follow along. Now, again, players have used that to their advantage for decades now. Speaking of which, we'll get to an MJ story, one that you might have missed, but it's probably going to be the last one we'll talk about regarding the last dance. This thing is fascinating, and you can combine it. Let's combine the two ideas. You can zoom into a game right now if you don't feel comfortable going out You can zoom into a game and at that point decide if you want access to the mics. See, that I think would be something else. You pay a little extra. Maybe it's 50 bucks now to zoom into a game. You'll pay 75, even if they double it, 100 bucks. But now you're hearing the mics. Would you do that, John? Oh, for sure. Imagine this, though. Like, if we, it, it, I think it's just like adding another layer to what you what you experience. Imagine if they had those mics on what, last year when Mason Rudolph and uh, Miles Garrett had their incident. You know, we we wouldn't be sitting here going, "Well, what did they say?" We, you know, we would know. It's a great point. Nothing exposes a conversation like a wire. See that show, you know. <laughs> That's it. You're right. It was tough. You couldn't find anything on camera, but now everybody's mic'd up. And yeah, there would have to be some sort of discussion on language that can be used versus what can't be used. And at some, or you just pay the four ninety nine and say, look, all of these words are being said on a television show at some point and a movie at some point. So you might as well add it here. Now, this is something to think about. We'll talk about this coming up. Greg Peterson in Vegas is going to join us in about 14 minutes. 
get an update on Vegas and what's happening there beyond this fight tonight. But here's something to think about regarding the Zooming and the mics and and everything as far as sports coming back combined, of course, with you being able to hear everything, with you being able to hear every single word. Because if you're paying this $4.99, we're just throwing that out there as an arbitrary number. I'll explain why it's worth every cent coming up. I'm Aton Shander. This is SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander. So one thing to take a look at. Oh, real quick, that fight's over. Did you see how it ended? I did not There's see the no exact way. ending, no. It would have ended any other way. Yeah, it had to have been Heavy a Heavy favorite takes home. Daniel Rodriguez wins. 12-1, eight-fight win streak. He's gasping a little bit, so he broke a sweat for sure. But it looks like he connected a couple of times on Green, and that was it. I mean, Green just really didn't have a shot there. And I'm glad because I remember when I brought it up in the first segment, Green had Rodriguez just a little bit, not to the point where it was any finishing power or the fight was over, but quick glance, you look up and think, oh, man, that's that's not where you want your minus 330 favorite to be by any means. It's just not. At Shander Show, twitch.tv slash Shander Shows. How you follow along, 800-224-2004 is how you can call in as well. I will say that looking at the return of team and group activity in the world of sports is going to be very interesting in one regard, and that's going to be what happens with all of the things that you get at the stadium experience. Like, are you still going to, even if it's like 20%, let's say, or 25% capacity, are you still going to get something along the lines of the people going up and down with the drinks, concessions, are all the stores, the merchandise, is everything going to be open, or is it going to be something along the lines of, where it's just going to be pushed online. If I'm doing that, I'm just pushing everything online. If I am allowing, if I'm an arena, and I'm going to allow my arena to be 30, 40, 50% full of capacity, then I would look at it and think, hmm, 50% capacity, do I really need these stores open? I know that it's going to really be a bad thing for some people that rely on seasonal work. And I'm not pushing for anybody to lose their job. I'm just looking at it from a preventative standpoint. Then I would say everything is done online. Now, you're still going to need people to field orders. You're still going to ship. You're still going to have some centralized area where your merchandise has to go from and then to out to everybody. So you're still going to need some sense of manpower. But I also wouldn't even risk it at this point. I'm just looking at it and thinking, all right, if I have, I don't know, there's an arena that fits 30,000 people, let's say, and you've had 15,000 people in there, then I'm telling everybody, get on your phone. You're on your phone anyways. 
You want something? Here's a discount code. Give people 15% off the store when you go online. Have an app. Create an app that's just for merchandise. You want to buy a program. You want to buy one of those big-ass styrofoam hands. Whatever it is, you've got it in front of you. You can buy it. You can move it. That's it. You don't need foods a little different. I get foods a little different. I don't necessarily know how you do that outside of what's going on now where you can have a lot of the stadiums, a lot of the arenas will have, especially NBA, NHL, restaurants, bars that are straddling the line where they're technically in the stadium, but you can get in on the outside. You might need to show a ticket in order to get into the actual arena or stadium. And Citizens Bank Park has this with in Philadelphia with uh, McFadden's where you can walk into a sports bar, hang out, eat, drink, do whatever there. You can't get into the stadium, even though the bar's in the stadium. You can't actually get in the other side without a ticket. So that's definitely doable in this regard as well. I think you can really maximize spacing and you can maximize safety and preventative measures by closing down all of the non-essential things inside of the arena. And I would just be pushing the hell out of online merch. You go in there, you're sitting there, uh, you know, I can buy a jersey. It's what happens anyway. We're all impulse. Everything we do is impulse. All right, the MJ story, I know it's tight. We'll get to Greg Peterson coming up. Rip Hamilton told this story on the All the Smoke podcast. LaRon Prophet, Maryland's own. LaRon Prophet told MJ when MJ was the president of basketball operations with the Wizards, he told MJ, you can't guard me with them old-ass knees. And at that point, Rip Hamilton continues the story, says Jordan wasn't having it. He was so incensed with LaRon Prophet's comments that Jordan traded Prophet to Orlando. Hamilton says MJ told him, quote, your man, your buddy, he's out of here. Ruthless. Now you can, I don't know how much LaRon Prophet would have helped the bottom line as far as wins when it comes to keeping him in Washington, but if this guy is acting like a dictator on some whim now as a owner with the Hornets, then my goodness, you could explain everything right there. Somebody probably looked at him wrong. Man, you don't have it what you like to use. What? What? That's it. You're on the Memphis. This is SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts studios. Here's Aton Shander. A lot of things happening in the world of sports centralized in Las Vegas, including, of course, the fight night tonight. And that's where we find Greg Peterson at GUnit underscore 81. Hooping with hoops, MLB overtime betting, VEASAN live. You can hear him there and see him as well. And always a pleasure, Greg. Read him in the New York Post. Aton Shander here on SB Nation Radio. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me, Aton. Uh, likewise, man, for joining me. Always uh, appreciate your time and conversation. Let's start big picture. What's Vegas like right now? We've seen everything from it being a top candidate for the NHL hub city to 
the NBA thrown in there alongside Keith Smith's Orlando idea. UFC is happening as we speak right now in Vegas. It seems like things are going okay outside of maybe all the casinos back open. Yep, and the casinos are going to be opening back up next week. June 3rd, June 4th is the date for all these casinos to get back up and running. But as of right now, you can still place bets in Las Vegas, and it's actually through curbside betting, places like Circus Sports, Westgate, the South Point. They've actually all been offering that, which I think is a little bit ironic. It's strange, but so are the times right now. So things are certainly going well there. You mentioned the fight night that's going on tonight. That's big. The state of Nevada in general was a little bit slower to reopen, but it seems like things are getting back open. What's going to be happening with the NBA, no one knows, but certainly there is a lot of excitement in the city as well as there's going to be a minor league hockey team that's going to be starting up in nearby Henderson, which pretty much is a part of the Las Vegas general area. So things are starting to open up, and we are expecting a lot of people in the city come next week. NHL looks to be locked in from what we're hearing outside of Vegas. Is that right, that it's pretty much going to be the Western Conference hub city? It most likely will be. I don't know exactly all the hub cities, but certainly Las Vegas. In pretty much every proposal that I've seen, they are going to be the main part of the Western Conference. Who knows what's going to be happening with the Eastern Conference? I mean, we've seen so many things with regards to like North Dakota and everything like that. But it just does sound like with everything reopening these last couple weeks and the casinos getting back and up and running this week, Las Vegas is on track to being that hub city. Unbelievable. And I know you mentioned that uh, we still don't know about the NBA, although they've kind of gone back and forth between Vegas and Orlando with the Keith Smith idea. Is there any discussion? I know at one point Vegas was going to be looked at as a possible hub city for baseball. Is there any discussion at all about Vegas playing a role in MLB's return? I don't think that they are going to have it in for MLB just because of, for one, the facilities in general. You do have a couple minor league fields, but as we know out here in Las Vegas, which is the big concern with if you put everything in the state of Arizona as well, just the heat. I remember I was outside yesterday. It got up to 108 degrees. Certainly not necessarily the world's greatest baseball weather, so I just doubt that baseball is going to be played here. And let's be honest here, at this point, we don't know if we're going to be getting a baseball season anywhere because I know that a lot of the proposals that we've seen recently is trying to get the MLB back in their own ballpark. But we need an MLB season in order to get those games back in the home ballpark as well. How much excitement was built up? I know it was a formality the other day in which the Nevada Athletic Commission allows the fight night to allows fight night to go on tonight, but just the build up and and kind of the expectation for a UFC card to return to Vegas. What was that like? The discussions leading up to that. It was huge because if you remember last month, the NFL draft was supposed to be happening here. People were getting all excited for that for years. As we know, COVID-19, that really wiped that out. So people around here have just been starving for a sporting event. As we know, the Las Vegas Golden Knights were getting off to a very nice start to the season. They were really starting to peak when COVID-19 hit. Obviously, they're going to be in the postseason, and it looks like we're going to be getting some hockey here in the area at some point. But just to be able to get an event back in Las Vegas for tonight, being able to get a little bit more tourists next week with the casinos reopening it's just a world of good news for las vegas a 
state that right now has the highest unemployment rate that we've ever seen for any state in the history of this country. Unbelievable. When you're looking at now the return of sports, and then you mentioned the casinos, here, Philly, Atlantic City, we're waiting for that bated breath. But just based off of the numbers then the science and just kind of, as you mentioned, the different regions, it looks like the casinos are going to be open, as you mentioned, way earlier than over here. Is there anything, because uh, I imagine just day to day, the discussions about how the casinos are going to look and how many people are going to be allowed at a table. I'm most, uh, honestly, Greg, I'm most curious about poker. How is poker going? Do you know as far as are they going to put shields up? Is it only going to be two or three people at a table? Do you have any idea so far what the practices that are going to be instituted for the casinos are going to look like? I think it's really going to be on a casino-by-casino basis. We have seen some of the photos on social media in which you do have the big giant shields, and I can tell you right now, being someone that I'm not like a massive poker player or anything like that. (laughs) I did grow up watching a lot of the World Series of Poker when I was in high school and everything like that, but trying to play like four-handed with a big giant shield with poker is something I would want absolutely no part of. When it comes to like dice, they're obviously going to be doing a lot of washing with regards to the dice. And I've been hearing about virtual chips as well. I don't think that this is going to be a reality, but I know that this is something that certainly they want in the works because as we know, they want to prevent as much touching of objects as humanly possible. But with poker, it is going to be a casino-by-casino basis. At some casinos, it's going to be in. Other casinos, it is probably going to be out. But I know that there is an effort to try to keep poker games going as much as possible. Do you have anything tonight that you were looking at with this card? And we could start with the main event. And I had a four-fight parlay going here where I just took heavy favorites. And the fourth fight I threw in with Woodley just to kind of get some value there. But the Roberts fight at 360, Mackenzie Dern at 460, and Rodriguez, who just won at minus 330. I don't know if you were looking at the main event. Maybe Burns has a shot to upset Woodley. I know that Burns is right now getting good value, as I'm seeing it at circa is at plus 155, but we know that Woodley has been such a stalwart when it comes to the UFC. But what I'm actually going to be taking a look at, if I were to bet something on this UFC card, would be the over-under round prop in this main event. It is at 4.5, and, and if you wind up taking over 4.5, you get plus 150, so you're pretty much betting that it's going to go the distance. We've seen Tyron Woodley be a very good defensive fighter. There are times where the guys are just trying to go at his knees and everything like that. He does just a great job of being able to defend. I remember a couple of years ago, he just had one of the more insane championship fights that you're ever going to see. So I'd be taking a look at the round prop on this one rather than Woodley at minus 175 because I think he should be able to win the fight, but much less value there as compared to betting that it goes the distance. All right. Any, are you paying attention legit? Because if you are, then I need to start listening. Because you're one of the few people I would trust on stuff that's not the norm, like the big four. How much are you paying attention to Korean baseball? I've actually been watching it every single night. I'm not shocked at all, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) What's really nice is that ESPN always has a broadcast of these every single night. Now, I will point out right now, I've been getting my re-rent kicked by KBO right now, but I've been paying attention to it every night. I do think that the Lote Giants have a good chance of being able to take down the Newstown Bears. That's a game that starts at 10 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. They've got a guy that you'll actually remember on the mound for the Lote Giants. Dan Straley, 
pitched for the Baltimore Orioles last year a few years ago. He was with the Miami Marlins and the Tucson Bears. They've got one of my favorite fades from the MLB of all time, Chris Flexen. He had his like career eight ERA with the Mets. He seems to be giving up quite a few walks. The Tucson Bears have been dealing with some injuries with regards to the middle of their lineup. Jose Miguel Fernandez is sitting 475. I don't think that that's going to last. And the Lote Giants, they were on ESPN a few nights ago. They were just the victims of bad luck the last couple of days when it comes to trying to get in runs. They were facing an 18-year-old pitcher, and in the first inning, bases loaded with one out, no runs to show for it. Bases loaded, second inning, one out, no runs to show for it. Men on second and third the next inning after that, no runs to show for it. I think that their luck turns around. I'm looking at them at a plus 150 price. 150, that's not bad at all. It looks as if, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you pretty much have three teams that are more locks than not. I mean, if you look at the NC Dinos, you mentioned, right, the Bears. These teams are routinely in, in the high 100s or low 200s, it seems, unless they're playing them, each other in, in matchups, knowing, of course, the league isn't that big anyway. Yep, that certainly has been the case with these. The LG Twins are a team that is second in the KBL right now. You're finding them as a minus-115 favorite against the Kia Tigers. And yeah, even noticing that the Twins have been a little bit They've been undervalued a little bit because they got off to a little bit of a rough start. They took, I believe, a two and four start ever since then. They've been really picking up some fire. And what you want to note with the LG Twins is that they've got the leader in the KBO in regards to home runs in Roberto Ramos. This is someone that was in the Colorado Rockies organization last year. He had 300 with 30 home runs. But as we know, the Colorado Rockies, they are not necessarily good when it comes to being able to gauge the talent size lack thereof in their farm system. It looked like there was a little bit of a log jam at first base. So at 25 years old, he decided to go into the KBO and probably the best decision that he's ever made because he's getting all sorts of eyeballs that he would have never been able to get in the States. If he would have made the 40-man roster, he probably would be just on the bench for a variety of the games for the Colorado Rockies. So he's someone that has really benefited through all the weirdness that we've seen with baseball this year. All right, NASCAR, Any are you – involved in this i'm just trying to get as much insight and sponge as as much as i can because unless there's something else that you've paid attention to during this crazy time and again i wouldn't put it past if you have an inside track on table tennis right through that bundesliga that's back up so outside of korean baseball greg what's the one sport that you've been paying attention to the most regarding, you know, betting outside of, you know, the big ones that we're waiting to come back? My main one has been the KBO. I have done absolutely nothing with Russian, Russian table tennis, and let's call it by its proper name. It's ping pong. I mean, it's just nice. one of these things where it's like I've been hearing a lot of situations in which there might be a little bit of fixation with regards to these matchups as well. It's very, very strange. It's just something I want to absolutely know part of. When it comes to NASCAR, I haven't really been betting it, but I can tell you right now, I've got a couple of friends that they have been looking at NASCAR. The big thing is, rather than looking at odds to win the race itself, you actually have matchup props, much like what you'd find with regards to golf. You're able to make some good money there. And from everything I've been hearing, what has really been profitable for those that have been betting NASCAR so far this year is just taking the plus money with regards to these matchup props. Because as we know, guys have been taking some very – questionable pit stops to say the least you've obviously got your crashes guys get angry these guys are trying to stay in their teams as well so i've been noticing that a lot of people that have been betting nascar they've been having the most success 
by betting the plus money when it comes to these matchup props. Greg, always appreciate you, man. Chat soon. Always. Always stay great safe. To be out with you. Thank you. Sorry, man. I was going to say, stay safe and appreciate it. Thanks, Greg. Perfect. Thank you. All right. At G Unit underscore 81 is Greg Peterson, one of the smartest guys that we can have on this show, and he's paying attention to everything. Everything. We'll wrap the show next year on SB Nation Radio. This is SB Nation Radio. And SBNationRadio.com. Presented by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Live from the O'Reilly Auto Parts Studios. Here's Aton Shander. So I missed this. You're telling me that a rocket went off and you knew because of a shot at James Harden. <laughs> no, I knew because I seen it on the TV earlier, but I seen the shot on James Harden just now. Is that right? Okay, what was let's work in reverse. What was the shot <laughs> at James Harden? Uh Somebody tw- uh, put on Twitter that uh, James Harden must be so confused seeing a rocket succeed in May. Did it succeed? I thought they delayed this thing. No, it went off today. Is that it right? Went off today, yeah. A couple hours ago. Wow. Unbelievable. Now, where did it land? Do we know? I think it's on its way to the International Space Station. It's not there yet, but it'll get there. Okay, so this is going to go up to the International Space Station. Who's on this rocket? Anybody? There was two um, two men on it. Really? Yeah. Oh, wait a second. I didn't know this. We're sending people to space? This should be a big thing, isn't it? Uh, I believe it is. This was the first um, privately sponsored one, I believe, as well. Okay. This is Elon Musk's deal? I believe so. Okay. And SpaceX. Now, this is the goal here is to sell people the experience of going to space. That is the next thing. You can go anywhere you want on the planet right now. There, If you have the money, there isn't a place that you can't access on this planet. The next status symbol is to say, well, I'm going into space. Huh. I'm not uh, going with you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm good here. <laughs> like, Me at too. this point, I don't know if I'm going on a flight to Barbados or, you know, anywhere beautiful. I don't know. Well, I'm, there's no coronavirus in space. True, but there is coronavirus leaving this planet going up to space, and that would would that not be the ultimate kick in the stones, <laughs> yes. right? You're traveling from here to space, and on your way into the rocket, you come into contact with somebody in a virus, and now you have to spend 5,000 light years suffering with this virus. No, I, I wouldn't even take any type of precaution with that. Yeah, that sounds absolutely horrible. It's pretty crazy, though, right? Pretty crazy that this thing didn't even get any, and rightfully so, because what's happening with George Floyd and also the pandemic, which is now to a lesser second conversation, and then all the idiots that are going back and forth trying to make both of those things into polarizing and division. So, yeah, I would imagine that a rocket launching would probably take the back seat, right? Now, when's the next one? I guarantee you, if this thing goes off without a hitch, Elon Musk will start sending people into space every month. That is going to be an insane line of industry right there. I'm not doing it. John's not doing it. Hopefully you won't either.